Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brett Lamont. Joining me today, friend of the pod, Lisa Klein, who's out of the Engineering 7 unit on the S4 HANA team out of our SAP Waldorf office. Lisa, how are you? Fine, thank you for having me. Of course. So it's another instance of our journey. And today we're going to talk to Lisa about her journey. So I always like to start with the easiest question of all. So how did you start on your agile path and why did you decide to be involved in scrum or agile as a whole? <laughs> yeah, so I actually did my apprenticeship um, at SAP in Waldorf as a software engineer. And during that time, you jump around teams every half a year. And in my first team, I was directly introduced to like, this is our product owner, this is our Scrum Master. And I was like, okay, cool. I never heard about this before. And I was like, is that someone important or what are they doing? And um, then in the next team, I was introduced to another PO and Scrum Master and they did it totally differently. So it was oh, like, okay, so everything I learned in the first team was like, what what's wrong now this team or the other team or i was really confused and that continued over the the next two teams and i was like okay cool this is is interesting because why is everyone calling it the same but every team does it very very differently and then i said okay i want to be a developer after my apprenticeship but i would like to do kind of the scrum master thing right from the start, just to see how I can do it with a team. And then I searched for internal jobs and I really looked after positions where I could get the chance to be a Scrum Master right away. And I found one. <laughs> awesome. So that's interesting, yeah. you know, and that's one that uh, I think people outside of SAP may not get is that SAP being based in Germany has a lot of different opportunities for people that here in the States we wouldn't necessarily have. And it's interesting mm -hmm. how you would have the internship that allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool in that that's not a thing, you know, I just sit there and I go, wow, okay. Like the whole concept is foreign, right? So- Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get the point. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. You can have different kind of study topics. So we yeah. have people focusing on software engineering. We have others focusing more on the um, controlling stuff. Or um, it's there. We also have designers since a few years, actually. Cool. Um, so that's a very, very appreciated concept and i think we have around 200 students every year so okay very cool so then you know when you were walking through the you went from one team to another team to another team what part of that was really helpful for you or was there a, someone who was helpful for you along the way yeah so i always had kind of uh, teachers in every team that cared for me um but more on the software engineering side of things. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, in the teams where I felt really comfortable, the whole team was kind of um, caring for me. <laughs> You're the new one. And um, like when you start a new position, 
um, they explained everything to me and stuff. So um, there were always nice people around. That's always good, right? It's, it's, yeah. I think that's one of the things that gets under discussed when it comes to new people on a team is that you find, and I don't know about you, but I've always found for myself as, as a coach or as a scrum master, it's the, the new person on the team, you want to help get them involved and engaged quickly because yeah. that's only going to help the team. Sure, sure. I think the, the difficult part is to find a balance between not asking too many questions all the time so that nobody's able to work anymore because they're just investing all their time and explaining everything um, and asking enough questions so that you can actually start to work pretty fast. Right, right. And I think the flip side of that for the person who's doing the mentoring is to say look ask the questions right because you have the person who's brand new who's like i don't want to you know i don't want to bother you look yeah exactly it's totally cool i will tell you if you're bothering me too much you know keep <laughs> keep asking questions you know I, I like to stay say that the only stupid question is the one you don't ask yeah <laughs> But it doesn't feel like that, right? <laughs> of course, right? I mean, and, you know, here in the States, it's actually intern season. So we have a, uh, every summer between uh, college years, we have people who intern for the summer. And, you know, every year it, it's having to explain to the intern, please ask the question. Well, I don't want to step on any toes. No, I want you to ask the question. If you don't want to ask it like directly or in, you know, uh, COVID times, it's the you don't want to ask it over Zoom. Here, slack me the question. Yeah. I will answer the question or I may actually just say in the meeting, go ahead and ask the question. Right. Exactly. So that's that's awesome. So, you know, let's let's talk about the what now you would tell intern you mm -hmm. you know what would you what would you say to them now so i would probably try to get a kind of more professional education faster so mm. what i did after becoming a scrum master so i became a scrum master with no education at all it was just sure. like okay i heard about it i've seen it in different teams i think that's cool but besides that, I haven't had a training. I didn't really read any literature. I just thought, okay, let's do this. So, and my retrospectives were pretty bad. <laughs> we, we just did that, that, that 5,000 times. So because okay. that, that was what I've learned. And I thought that's sure. how it's done. Uh, until one of our fellows told me, look, there are other options you can try out. And then the team was like, oh, well, now it's fun. <laughs> so, so do you, I, I'm just curious, do you still use Mad, Sad and Glad? From time to time, um, if I don't have time to prepare something in more detail, because people know what to do. So you don't need yeah. to explain too much. Um, but if it's a group where I do know the people already um, and I have, half an hour or an hour to prepare, then I usually don't use it anymore. 
That's funny because my favorite, that's actually my favorite is Mad, Sad, Glad, but I actually throw in Try because sometimes you have to explain to people what the difference is between Mad, mad and Sad. Like and so it's like, explain it. right? And <laughs> yeah. so what I, what I always do is I throw in, uh, I throw in the Try because if you're mad, you have to have something to try to get through it, right? It's like, you can be mad, but let's have try to throw in a solution. Yeah, right? that's a nice addition. Thank you. And, I like that and one. So, yeah, and so that's like, that's always in my back pocket, right? Because uh, I, I came from a land of, you know, yeah, it's just, a, it doesn't matter. It's one of those where you're going to your point. <laughs> it's the, until you have, you know, even if you have the book uh, of, you know, here are all the retrospectives you can do. And we have multiple iterations on the podcast for uh, favorite retrospectives. So, mm -hmm. you know, you could always give those a listen, but it's the, you know, you always have to have one or two that are in your back pocket just as a, hey, what yeah. can I do? Right. Or sure. if you've been invited with like a minute to spare, hey, can you run this retro for me? <laughs> uh, sure. Right. Then, then I also do the um, four L's. What did oh, you sure, like? Sure. What did you learn? What did you long for? And what did you lack? Yeah. It's also easy to just throw it over the fence. <laughs> well, and I think that that's one of those things that come with experience, right? Experience yeah. and time. So, I mean, I guess there's there's a thing that now you would tell then you is like come up with other retros. Yeah, and when I finally got a training, I went yeah. back in, in the team and said, guys, we were doing everything wrong. I now learned how it's really done. And, <laughs> yeah, and I tried to change everything at once. Yes. Like, okay, we need to change the agendas for the meetings and change the meetings in general and our dailies and everything and my team was like gosh we don't really want to do that <laughs> because it, it, it kind of worked before so it, it wasn't like we need to change everything but i thought now that i learned how it's right correctly, now that you're a paid professional with a title exactly <laughs> so i would probably tell my um parsley that never try to change everything at once <laughs> right and and who's to say what you were doing was bad right exactly it it was just not out of the book but not necessarily bad see and that's interesting because i'm always a fan of not standing on the book of agile right because it's so easy to do and if you remember that it's a framework it's a lot better for the individual is, you know, for the team and for yourself to just go look, whatever works for the team that makes the product owner happy, that makes the stakeholders happy, that makes the team happy, that delivers the product. Yeah. If you, if you can do all of that, does it matter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, uh, my extreme case is look, if the team decides that they want to meet at one o'clock in the morning, stand around a campfire and burn documentation, and they are still making all of those four things happen, <laughs> why do I care? Yeah, that's a cool scenario. 
I don't know because it's like you could sit there and go stand around a campfire at one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> See, then then I start to think of bad horror movies. Yeah, but but I I then thought we definitely need a physical wall, a physical kanban board because that's mm. what we do. And I really invested a lot of time in creating avatars for everyone and that was kind of filling up my whole day to just prepare the sport and then the team was like oh <laughs> oh <Well>, what <laughs> can we just use the tv like we did it always and look at our jira and i was like oh guys i know right I... <laughs> right i did all this work and it's yeah. like the, the team does the eh yeah exactly that's funny so maybe ask the team before <laughs> well and it's one of those uh, to that point i think sometimes you have to go and uh like you do a little you do an incremental change yeah. right right inspect and adapt right so it's like you just do a little change and it's like how's this and yeah. you get that instant feedback right so that's that's another classic of you know, you don't have to do a lot, just do a little. But the team actually liked the avatars. They just never used them for anything, but everybody had a small avatar to pin on the on the whiteboard. Um, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's actually a perfect place for us to end on this one. In tomorrow's episode, we're going to go into the next two questions, which is, we've already covered a little bit of it is what did you want you know what do you have to learn or unlearn along the path so i think that's good and then the greatest resistance so until that next iteration i'm brent and i'm lisa until the next iteration you give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider shoot us an email info at faster than stand-up.com or you can find us on twitter at faster stand-up thanks for listening and that was faster than stand-up The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.